In today's Live Treasured podcast, how to get more time and energy to focus on what matters most. you beautiful, amazing women of the Treasure Tribe. I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries and the host of the Live Treasured podcast, where we believe that God's truth, His Word, can transform your life. And if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that I've been doing a series on lasting transformation. And last week we had part five, and really what I thought was going to be the end of that series. However, God has really been pulling me deeper and deeper into this topic and teaching me some new things. And so we actually have two more sessions to go. Uh, But normally, you know, you know how it is. It's like whatever it is, that God has me walking through, you know, I'm on this journey with you. And most times what I find is that women will write into me, they'll send me an email to Treasure Ministries or whatever, and they'll say, me too. I can completely relate with what you're talking about. And so today I want to talk to you about focus and how the reward of focus is fruit. It is that lasting transformation. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but you and I live inside of this world where we are extremely distracted. There are pings going off on our phone. We are inundated in our inbox with emails, and there are all sorts of things, all sorts of noise on in social media all the time. And it is extremely easy for us to lose focus. And all of us are going to focus on something or someone. But I began thinking about this when I submitted a prayer request inside of the Treasure Tribe. We have our own online platform Um, our own app now. It's really awesome. But there's a place where we can submit prayer requests. And I said, please pray for focus for me. Because in the prior week, it was like I couldn't gain traction. I was forgetting things that normally I would remember. And I cried out to God. And I was like, God, you've got to show me what I'm missing here. And I asked my treasured tribe to pray for me for focus. And God answered and he did it in spades. When he answered me about redirecting my focus, which is really what I want to talk to you about today, he also showed me where this is really a part of how you produce this lasting transformation, much like We do physical exercise to build up our bodies, right? To build up those muscles. There's a mental exercise that you and I need to do to gain that focus. Now, this next scripture that I'm going to be reading to you, we've sort of been concentrating on inside of our uh, lasting transformation 
uh, series, but I, I want to read it to you again because we're kind of just going to park here uh, inside of that scripture. And this is Romans 8, 5. It says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. I'm going to read that again. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. And I started thinking about when you and I are dominated by the sinful nature, we're distracted. And how, conversely, distractions can dominate our thinking. And right here inside of this passage, it really talks about focus. The NIV version says those who set their mind, those who set their mind, those who are focusing on what the Spirit wants. The King James Version says those who are after what the Spirit wants. And so I want to ask you a question. Are you living distracted instead of directed? You know, when we live without focus, we become frazzled. We start getting pulled in a million different directions, and we end up being weary and worn out. We become confused. There's a lack of clarity inside of our life. And so we're really spinning our wheels doing things. It's not a lack of effort, but it's that effort placed in the wrong direction. And that's what we've been talking about with this Lasting Transformation series is that oftentimes I think people become very frustrated in transformation. And a big part of that is not giving up and losing your effort. It is redirecting your effort. And so today we're really going to be zoning in on focusing. And when I prayed and cried out, God, please help me, I want to just share with you what God shared with me. And I think that this is really going to be a blessing to you because the reality is, is that when our minds are set on the spirit, it is life giving. It is energy building. It is time expanding. When we have our minds set on other things, and here again, they could be good works. They could be good, quote unquote, good things. But when we have our minds set on other things, that's when you're like serving God and you're worn out and frustrated and you're angry all the time. When you are trying to find this inner transformation and you become frustrated because you're trying to figure out your past or to fix this and that, when that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that it is setting our minds on the Spirit. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to share with you what God shared with me and then how I'm going to Uh, apply this to my life. The first thing that God showed me is that really our mental energy is so important to conserve, to not spend it in, in a wrong direction. 
And one of the things that God told me is to relax in the master gardener's hand and let him prune. If he prunes branches, people, uh, places, things, whatever, away from my life, if he cuts those out of my life to embrace the temporary discomfort and let it go. And this is all coming uh, from John's gospel, of course, where Jesus uh, is talking to his disciples uh, before he's getting ready to uh, walk through the crucifixion and the resurrection. And on that night, you know, he says to them in John 15, I'm the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. Now, right there, he says, he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will even produce more. Now, that means that when we're believers, God is going to do some pruning. He is going to do some pruning inside of our life. And it's for our benefit. And if we're not careful, if we have this mindset that, you know, well, that used to be a branch and it used to be connected to me and it used to be good for me, what we might do is we might lose our focus and start pouring energy into something that God has said it's time to go. And as a former codependent, when you get your worth and value out of people, what you basically uh, summarize is, unless everybody is happy with me, I don't feel good. I don't feel right. And so when people would, you know, end relationships with me or walk out, I mean, it was like I couldn't handle it. I tried so hard to please and get that person back or get that person to like me, where now I see that God is a master gardener and we all need to abide and relax in his hands. I want to ask you a question. Is there a person? Is there a place? Is there a position, something that you've been doing and it's being taken away and it doesn't make sense to you or your reaction is you want to get mad at that person and could it perhaps be that you should just let that branch go? You know, when you and I um, relax in the gardener's hand, I love actually to work in my yard. And I was thinking about this as I was pruning my trees. And I thought to myself, you know what? These trees, they're focused on growing. They're not really, they're worried about reaching towards the sun. You know, they're not uh, mindful of that their branches might be crossing, which for those of you that don't garden, that's not good for the tree. But anyway, I digress. But I can take a bird's eye view and look back at the tree and take my clippers and prune. And I'm not afraid to cut because I know that it's going to be good for the tree. And sometimes in our life, we can be 
like these stubborn branches that still try to hang on to, you know, something that God has cut out of our life. Is the gardener pruning something that maybe it is that you are trying to hang on to? You know, there's always things in our life that it can be confusing when they're pruned because it used to be that there were purpose in them. You know, I mean, think about the disciples when Jesus called the disciples to follow them. The Bible says that they left their nets at once and followed him. Now, the nets were necessary. They were a necessary provision in the disciples' life at one point in time. But when it was time for them to follow Jesus, the nets were no longer necessary. And so it is for us that pruning really A lot of it is all about energy and focus. And when you prune a tree, you're telling the tree, I want you to focus your energy in this direction. And just like there's that initial, you know, cut that may hurt when a person walks away from us and we experience rejection or you know, this position that we really wanted didn't work out, or this place of provision in our life, you know, is you know that God is trying to print it out. There will be an initial discomfort of the cut, but what is coming after the cut is a redirection of your energy for new focus. And sometimes in God's wisdom, He cuts things out of our life that we really don't understand. And a lot of times, it is something that used to be a productive provision. I'll give you another example of that. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Uh, They were in the Garden of Eden, and then once sin fell, part of that was that, you know, God sent those flaming swords, right? So that no longer Adam and Eve could get back into the garden. Well, that was once a provision that was productive for Adam and Eve. It was a part of their life. It was a blessing. But now that would have been a curse in their life. And it would have been a curse in their life because if they would have eaten from that tree, then they would have lived eternally and in a sinful state. So God, now that sin entered, he had a different plan. And God for us, he's a master gardener. And what does a gardener want? A gardener wants the plant to grow. And it wants the plant to grow healthy. And so the first thing that God told me is to relax in his hand. And God actually told me that he was going to do some pruning. And I kid you not, I got a phone call from somebody that told me that they couldn't do something anymore. And right before that person called, God said, this is a pruning. And it was so freeing. You know why? I didn't have to beg for that person to stay. I could affirm that person's decision. And I could let that person go. So the first thing is relax in the master gardener's hand. If you've experienced loss, and again, initially, when a pruning is cut, it will hurt at first. But once it's healed, it redirects your efforts 
into growing even better and and new life. And so so sometimes God prunes things out of our life. And instead of worrying about what is lost, look at what's before you. Do what a tree does. A tree immediately when it's pruned redirects its energy on the leaves that are there, what branches are before you. Let go of what's gone and focus on what is ahead, right? Set your mind on the spirit, what the spirit wants. If God has pruned, let it go. If people have walked out, let them go. Don't let rejection define you. Let it be a redirection of your energy and focus. Number two, um, God spoke to me about my environment. You know, so much of our environment, what we see and what we hear, that's really so critical. And I think every now and then it's good for us to just take stock in what we're putting our eyes on, you know, what we are spending our time on watching TV. Um, I got into this habit of what I loved. I love the Food Network. And I'm so exhausted at night that after dinner, normally I flop on the couch and I'm watching Cooking Network. Well, there's nothing wrong with Cooking Network. But when you're watching like three episodes in a row, you know, I think my time could be spent better elsewhere, right? And so you and I must sort of look at our environment. What are we putting ourselves around? When you have downtime, are you listening to worship music? What are you focusing in on? And you know, I think it's good for us to even if there are hurts in our past or whatever, are there objects in your house that are attached to those? And, And maybe it's a season that God has pruned it away. Maybe it's time for you to let it go. You know, as a mom, I feel like I'm always walking through new seasons of being a mom. And if I'm not careful, because um, I'm in this transition season right now with my children, but if I'm not careful, I'll still be acting in my old season, spending energy there rather than the new season. And with our children, it's consistently letting go. Where, where are we putting our focus? Where are we putting our focus? Um, okay, the, the next thing is this. And then and also with the environment, it's not just about pruning out and getting rid of stuff. It's also about putting stuff in, you know, putting in um, plaques of scriptures and, you know, different things like that, that create an environment that where you're surrounded by uh, things that connect you with with the Lord. I think that's so important too. And even with our environment, you know, make sure that space where you have quiet time is free of clutter. It is free of clutter. Inside of our 21-day challenge, one of our lessons, we call it creating a Bethel, but we teach you that it's so important to have that dedicated chair or space in your house um, and freeing it of clutter so that you can have that space uh, to focus in on the Lord. Um, the next thing is this. Oh, and you're going to love this. Trade pleasing people for pleasing 
God. We should redirect our efforts away from pleasing people to pleasing God. Lord, what do you want me to do? And and this one is so important because it can be so tricky. We can have this mindset about wanting to be good. And especially if you've been listening to this, you're all in for lasting transformation. You want transformation in your life, right? And a lot of times it can shift to the shoulds versus what does the Holy Spirit want me to do? Or is this going to look good for other people? Or just looking at your calendar, really addressing your calendar. What activities am I doing that are about pleasing others versus what does God want me to do and redirecting uh, those efforts. The next thing is this, and this is this is a really um, important one, to focus on long-term reward versus that short-term desire uh, to satisfy the flesh. Now, we know that the spirit and the flesh, they're in conflict with each other, right? And what I see inside of the Word of God is that the road to life and the road to death, like the road to, you know, walking in sin versus the road to walking in life, they're both going to be difficult. They're both going to have difficulties. But following the flesh, it's like it gives you that instant gratification and it delays the difficulties versus, you know, walking to please God first and then waiting for eternal reward. It's a little bit like when you tell your children, you know, save up, right? Don't give in, save up for something really awesome. Um, And I want to read, you know, and like save your money now so that you can save up and have this versus just satisfying your flesh in this moment. Uh, Matthew 7, 13 says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and the gate is wide for many who choose the way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. Now, we know that the gateway is Jesus. John 10, we compare scripture to scripture, tells us that. And so to me, that's the entry into salvation. But then there's the road that we walk after that. And it says the road is difficult, right? I mean, it doesn't say that it's easy. It doesn't say that it's easy. And oftentimes, we will experience initial discomfort to be able to please the Spirit. Now, let me give you a prime example of what I'm talking about, lest you think that I'm saying inside of this podcast, this means that, you know, it's it's never going to, it's always going to be hard. And, you know, there's a lot of times where the Lord just really empowers us. But sometimes when that conflict is there, you're going to have to press through a difficulty first to experience that life. And here is a great example If you are choosing between pleasing others and pleasing God, well, I'm going to have to face difficulty in both scenarios. 
if I please others, I, you know, uh, hit the pause button on and I just gratify that flesh desire to have people's approval and I gain that initially, but then the long-term effects are I get worn out and weary. I'm not doing what God wants me to do. And a lot of times I end up just, you know, getting mad, right? I mean, because you're just, you're not in a life-giving experience. So do you see how it's that initial um, temptation to satisfy that fleshly desire to be approved of? So I get that need met, but then there's difficulty later on, right? Okay, now let's flip the reverse, Let's say that that means I'm telling somebody, no, that I can't do that. The initial difficulty is that I have to, um, you know, somebody might reject me if I tell them no, they may not like me, whatever it may be. I experience that initially, that discomfort, that difficulty, but then what does it lead to? It leads to a road to life, to pleasing God. When I prayed about the whole focus thing, um, pleasing others, you know, really like looking at my calendar, making sure that I was honoring God and that that was important. But the other thing that God told me to do was to turn the TV off at night and to stop flopping on the couch and watching Cooking Network. Now, I even hesitate to say this because, you know, I don't want you to think I'm telling everybody to do that. You have to be led by the Spirit. I'm just saying in this season, that's what God is is calling me to do. But in that, there's right after dinner, it's like my flesh is like, let's plop on the couch and relax, right? So I have to walk through that difficulty and But then there's life on the other side because I get to experience going to bed early, getting up earlier. I get to experience like, you know, uh, doing extra self-care at night, like having time to put on a face mask or, or whatever it may be. And it is more life-giving. I'm getting more sleep. I'm getting more rest. I have more quiet time in the morning, more time to write. And it's life-giving. And so we want to focus on, um, we want to focus on, we want to set our minds, Colossians 3.1, on things above, eternal reward, long-term reward versus snapping back at that instant gratification. And so I wanted to just bring this out today um, about, you know, the importance of focusing, um, that we need to, number one, relax in the gardener's hand and let him prune away what is dead or no longer life-giving inside of our lives and stop chasing it. Number two, look at your environment. Is your environment one that surrounds you in a place where you will be, your mind will be set on what the spirit, what pleases the spirit? Or are there things inside of your house that are pulling you back to your past or pulling you back to past mistakes or whatever it is? Get rid of those things and fill those spaces 
with things of the Lord. Um, I also think that having that dedicated space, freeing it from clutter is, is really just so important. Then next is, uh, with focus is trading, pleasing others with pleasing God. And finally, finally, it is, um, remembering that there's going to be difficulty if you follow your flesh or if you follow the spirit, right? It's going to be difficult either way. Like the road is not going to be easy when you say, okay, God, I'm following you. But it's like, when do you want your difficulty? Do you want to just press through, say no to that person? You might get rejected, but then you experience the abundant life of being led by your good shepherd, or do you go the other way, right? And satisfy, you know, those guilt feelings or whatever to say yes to that person. And then you sign yourself up for somewhere you don't want to be. And you're spending your energy, your time, your focus, and it could all be in a good direction, but it's not God's direction. You know something... God doesn't expect us to do it all. Hallelujah. And I just wanted to bring this idea of focus into play. And I want to challenge you this week to just pray and say, Lord, is there something that you're pruning out that I'm still trying to hold on to? Is there an area in my life where I need to be more directed and rest in your hands and then trust him redirect your focus and watch god bring his redemptive power in your life for lasting transformation that's it for today's podcast next week i'll be coming in with what i promise is session seven we're la we're tying a bow on the lasting transformation series with a message I'm super, super excited about. Talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.